0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Jared Rice and this is Rice's Reflection. We want to thank you for joining us for today's episode. Before we begin, we want to encourage you to be a blessing and send this out to at least five people that you know could use this message. We also want to let you know that we are on Spotify, Apple Music, and Anchor, so make sure that you're following us on all of those platforms to stay updated with our new episodes. And lastly, make sure that you're following us on YouTube at Rice's Reflection, where we have all of the live videos for all of these podcasts. We can't wait to see you over there. Make sure that you are liking, subscribing, and commenting, and God bless you. Without wasting any more time, let's jump into today's episode. What's up guys today? We're going to be talking about a really, really fun topic. Um, and a question that honestly it made my gears turn a little bit. Um, and I got this question, not on my own. I got it from prophetess, Leslie Osei. Um, she posted a while while back on Instagram and she was talking about the difference between fruitful and fruitfulness. So the question was, what is the difference between being fruitful and fruitfulness? Um, and so our main text today is going to come from Genesis chapter one, verse 28, the Bible says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. So when I first started to think about this question, well, what is the difference between being fruitful, um, and fruitfulness in itself? And so I think it's very easy to interchange or think that they're the exact same thing because they have the same root word. Um, And so at first, that was my initial, you know, kind of thought. But then as I began to look further and look deeper, I had to understand that if they are two different words, then they have to have some type of difference between the two. And so in order to find that difference, um, the first thing I actually did was I went and I looked at the definitions of both of these words. And so I want to share the definition of fruitful and fruitfulness. Okay. So the definition of fruitful, number one, is to add or multiply to what is already there or to produce a good result. Okay. Now, the definition of fruitfulness is the state of being extremely productive. So hold on, hold on, hold on. That's two completely different definitions. I'll read them again. To be fruitful is to add or to multiply what is already there to produce a good result. And fruitfulness is the state of being extremely productive, okay? Now, I wanna also add this to the definition of fruitfulness because this is really gonna help us dive into the meat of our discussion, okay? So when you look at fruitfulness, One of the synonyms of fruitfulness is this word called fecundity. That's F-U-C-U-N-D-I-T-Y, fecundity, okay? And what fecundity means, the definition of fecundity is the ability to produce abundance of offspring or new growth. I'll say it again. It is the ability to produce abundance of offspring or new growth. Now, that right there tells us a lot, okay? When you think about um, what it means to be fruitful and then fruitfulness, right? We understand that this was a command that God gave us to be fruitful, okay? And so when you look at it that way, Um, It shows us that we now have the task or the, the command to add and multiply what is already there, the things that God already produced. And we even see that in the scripture. So if we go off the definition of what it means to be fruitful, to add to what's already there. Then in the back end of verse 28, it says to fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air and every living thing that moves on the earth. So he wants us to now add value to all of those things that he just named to the fish, to the birds, to every living creature and to the earth itself. He wants us to now add value. Okay, so that is that is our command. Right as people, especially people of God, to now be fruitful and add value to what it is that God already gave us. But when you look at the word fruitfulness, this is something that us as believers, we may be lacking on just a little bit because a lot of times when it comes to the things that God gives us, either number one, we don't really uh, truly step into it or we procrastinate or we bluff about it. And so the things that God wants to do in our lives and through our lives, they don't even really come to full expression because number one, we're insecure. Number two, we don't fully believe what God says. And number three, we probably don't even really know who we are in him. And so because of those three things, um, amongst many other things, we have not even been able to touch the or scratch the surface of being fruitful and having fruitfulness play out in our life. Okay. So let's look back at this definition of fruitfulness. I wanna break it down step by step. So number one, it tells us that fruitfulness is the state of being, the state of being. So what this now tells me is that fruitfulness is actually a step up from being fruitful. Because when you think about being fruitful, it tells us it's to add or to multiply to what's already there. But you can assume and it's safe to say that that is only speaking about doing it one time and one time only because you can add to something and and give value to something one time. And then over time it loses value. But fruitfulness now takes it to the next step and it now pushes us to the place of being constant. It says the state of being not the state of it was, or we did it once or twice, but the state of being, that means consistently being in this realm, in this uh, uh, state or attitude, okay? And so when we think about what it means to be uh, in a state of being extremely productive, that is now telling us that we have a level of excellence that we must attain in Christ. The Bible says that, that the saints, that we are supposed to go from glory to glory, Okay, and so when we think about that, that means that there's always a next step. There's always a next level that we must get to in Christ through the help of the Holy Spirit. And so we can never get to a place of complacency because that complacency will now keep us at being fruitful and not seeing the manifestation of fruitfulness in our lives, which God ultimately wants for us. Okay, so let's also look at this. When you look at that, that subword or that synonym of fruitfulness, the word fecundity again, it says the ability to produce abundance of offspring or new growth. Okay. Now let's start to break this thing down. When you look at the, the, the two terms that it says you're able to produce abundance of, it says offspring, and then it says new growth. Okay. So the offspring, I want you to now go with me on this journey, right? We're looking at the garden of Eden. And so offspring is representative of every tree that was already in the garden. Okay. Offspring is every tree that God already planted in the garden that was there for Adam and Eve to tend to maintenance to do all of that. These were the things that were automatically there. Okay. This is the offspring that came from the garden of Eden. But then when you look at the remainder, it says, or new growth. This is the definition or new growth, new growth stands for that, that, that ability to, to produce something different than what is already there. And so when I, when you look in the garden of Eden, that new growth can be representative of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, why do I say that? because you realize that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil presented an opportunity for something to to now manifest that was not already there in the first place again i'll say the the tree of the knowledge of good of e- good and evil was now an opportunity for something that was not originally there or offspring of the garden of eden to now produce in some way or capacity. Okay. So now when we look at this, we have offspring and we have new growth. Yeah. We have every tree in the garden and we have the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so when you again, look at this definition, it tells us the ability to produce abundance. Okay. Of offspring or new growth. And so what it really boils down to is this, when you think about the difference between being fruitful and fruitfulness, I would have to say that it all boils down to a choice. I want you to understand that we as human beings, right? We have a choice. And honestly, that's one of the greatest examples of God's love to us is the the choice that he then gave us to have free will, okay? Now, but we have to understand something. Because we have free will, that we we demonstrate our love to God through our obedience, okay? So, obedience is how we now um, use our free will that God gave us to now show him back how much we love him, okay? In John 14, uh, verse 15, it says, if you love me, you'll obey me, yeah? And so... The thing about it is that oftentimes we really neglect the first thing that God gave us, yeah, in the pursuit of the next thing. And so when it now comes to us giving a dominion over the earth to be fruitful um, and to even step into this realm of fruitfulness, sometimes we do not uh, focus or we do not give enough attention, right, to the first thing God told us to do to the first thing God gave us. And so we did not take the, the the time to truly nurture and to mature and to grow in that first area that God gave us in the first place. And we've seen that in the garden of Eden. Now, every tree in the garden of Eden um, was good and it was, it was good to eat. It was, um, what is the word? It was beneficial right? To the, to the bodies of Adam and Eve. But God gave them a clear instruction to stay away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, I want to raise this question. If every other tree was more than enough, why then was Eve so drawn to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? I want to also submit this for your consideration. When the serpent came to tempt Eve, You realize that in the text, it tells us that Eve herself acknowledges, right, that the tree was good, that the tree looked good for food, that it was good to eat. And so I want us to maybe even get to a point of understanding that even before, before the serpent came to tempt Eve, is it possible that Eve innately was already looking at the tree? That Eve innately as human nature, she automatically was looking and she said, look, every tree that is here, my father created every tree that is here. God created in the first place. So naturally, it must all be good. Right. And so what it boils down to is that a lot of times. We are so focused on getting to the next. We are so focused on getting to that that new dimension, that new job, that new promotion, that marriage, that wedding, but we have not even given enough time or focus on what God gave us in the first place. We did not spend enough time maturing in our character. We did not spend enough time really growing in the word of God. You see, before God even uh, can trust you with a relationship with somebody else, another one of his sons or daughters, He wants you to build a relationship with him and in his word, because how can I now trust you with another son or daughter of mine in which I love so dearly, yet you don't even have the character. You don't even have a relationship with me and my word. You've neglected your first love. And so a lot of times we get it confused and we get it all mixed up. But the thing about it is, in order to to produce or move into a realm of fruitfulness, you must be fruitful first. I'll say it again. In order to move to the realm of fruitfulness, you must be fruitful first. So that means you must add value to what it is that God gave you in the first place before he can now trust you to move into a dimension of more. Okay? And so... When you when you read um, even this story, right, let's jump back into the story of Eve now going and pursuing. Okay, most people, when they read the scripture, they say most times, oh, well, why didn't Eve, you know, just eat from everything else? Right. Um, I think there is something that is that is missed. Yeah, I believe it's two things that's missed. Number one, like I said before, that desire was already there that desire was already there because we realize that um, it is stated in Genesis chapter two, verse nine. This is the, um, this is when the fall happens, but it lets us know that Eve herself, that she looked upon the tree and she said that it was pleasing to the eye. So there was already an attraction. There was already uh, uh, um, an awareness of the goodness that could come from this tree. Okay. Number two, We have to understand. I think sometimes even when we look at this story, we see it as, Oh, there was every, every tree in the garden, except this one, this was the bad tree. But we fail to realize that God made this tree. I want you to realize something that when God was creating this place, After every single thing he created, he said, this is good. This is good. This is good. So, in hindsight, the tree in itself was not actually bad. It was not a bad tree. God made it. God made it good. You want to know where it now turned left and where it went bad? Was at the point of disobedience. The reason why this became the fall of man, the reason why this was such a detrimental thing to human, uh, to humanity in its entirety was not because the tree was so bad or the tree was so, uh, uh, so terrible and you shouldn't eat of it. Really what it was saying is that it was the disobedience and eating from that tree that now caused the separation between God and man. It was the disobedience, not the tree. And so I want you to understand something that we have to stop looking at every little thing as, oh, God did this or God made this evil or why did God allow this to happen and actually see the role in which we play. Okay, we have to we have to be conscious in the role that we play. A lot of times bad things happen, not because God wanted them to happen, but because man took a part in the disobedience or the rebellion that now allowed for this evil thing to now manifest and have full expression. And that is what we see here in the text. God literally in Genesis 1 when he was making the garden, when he was making everything, it says that God saw all that he made and it was very good. It was very good. Yeah. And so now we have to really look at the, the, the role that we play. Okay. In Genesis chapter three, verse six, it says, this is talking about Eve. It says that she wanted the wisdom it would give her, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. And so I think when we are talking about the topic of being fruitful and fruitfulness, we have to address this very, very key aspect of humanity. And that is that there is an innate human desire for growth and for newness. I'll say it again. There is an innate human desire to grow and for newness you can even look at it in today's uh, society every year. There's a new iPhone every year. There's a new, this, there's a new MacBook. There's a new camera. There's a new whatever. And the moment that we see something new, we automatically like there's this release of dopamine in our head that we just want to go for it. Wherever there is something new, even spiritually, when we come around men and women of God who carry dimensions of God's grace, of God's um, ability and power on earth, we automatically are drawn to it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to to go and produce and wanting to get to the next level. But I will say this, the way that we get tripped up is that we are so hungry for the new thing. We are so uh, craving for the new thing that we even begin to shift our focus on the thing and not God. Not realizing that in order to get the new thing, the best way, the best practice is to get God first, to get God first. When you look at Jesus and he was uh, gathering the disciples, you realize this one key statement that he said to them. He said, follow me, follow me, follow me. He never said to follow it. He never said to follow the anointing. He never said to follow the blessings. He never said to follow the job, the wife, the house, the kids. He said, follow me, follow me. Because what he understood and what he was trying to get the disciples and even us to understand is that if you can follow Jesus, if you can get to the place of being so close to him and being in alignment with his every step, that those things automatically are now drawn to you. That's why even in the Lord's prayer, he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. There is a certain reality that you have to understand and have the revelation that if the kingdom of God is made manifest in earth, in you, in your life, that it automatically begins to pull certain realities to you. You see, in the kingdom of God, there is no lack. There is no lack of provision. There is no lack of, su- uh, of abundance. All of those things already exist within the kingdom of God. And so God now wants us to, to go and align ourselves in the kingdom because the moment that we align ourselves in the kingdom of God, all of these other things naturally now come to us. We won't even have to seek them out. They will come to us by us being a sensitive and aligned to the Holy spirit within the kingdom of God. Okay. And so now I want you to also get this. Ultimately, when it comes to the difference between fruitful and fruitfulness, it all boils down to who and what we yield our ability to. It boils down to who and what we yield our ability to, okay? Again, when you look at the word fecundity, it says the ability to produce abundance of offspring or new growth. So that means you have the ability to, To now choose the offspring or the new growth. And so it is now our job, our responsibility to take the ability that God has given us to produce. And now make sure that it is aligned with what God has for us. Make sure that it is aligned with God's principles. I'll forever stress this, that we must be people who are bound to the principles and the authority in the word of God and the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. Outside of those two things, there is very little, if not anything that we can do. And so we have to yield our ability to God in order to be fruitful and walk in a place of fruitfulness. You understand that the only time where you can truly move in true fruitfulness is when you are yielded to God. Because now he gives you divine instruction. He gives you the the tools that you need to cultivate the ground in which he has set your feet on. He now allows you to to even be in the path, to be in the vicinity that you need to be in order to be fruitful and live a life of fruitfulness. And so I think that pretty much wraps up um, this whole concept of the difference between fruitful and fruitfulness. And like I said before, the main difference is what we choose to yield our ability to. Is it going to be to God or is it going to be to our own selfish gain? Is it going to be to advance the kingdom of heaven or to advance our bank account? Is it going to be to advance God's plan and purpose here on earth? Or is it only about us? Is it only about what we can get out of God instead of getting God himself? And so when you're thinking about the ability or the wanting to have fruitfulness in your life and be able to produce fruit in your life, good fruit, you have to be in line and in step with the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Outside of those two things, we can't get far. And so with that being said, before we go, um, it is my prayer that we move from a place of only seeking what can be done for us, that we move from a place that is so self-centered and we become Christ-centered. I want us to get to a place that we are not even just looking at this this thing and we are diminishing it or we are downplaying what God gave us in the first place, but we want to shift our perspective and understand that if we are diligent in this first thing that God gave us, if we are fruitful, if we add value to the first thing God gave us, then we will be able to move to the realm of fruitfulness. And from that first thing God gave us, we will actually use it as a stepping stone that will take us from glory to glory to glory to glory. It'll be like a, a, a marvelous ladder that literally the hand of God is gliding you up because you have decided to yield your ability to him, okay? Um, And so before we hop off, make sure again, share this video um, with at least maybe two to five people um, who you know can be blessed by this. Do not just be uh, an intaker of it and not share it. Um, The Bible calls us to be witnesses. One of the ways that we can be a witness is by always sharing the word of God um, through the vessels that he uses. And so make sure that you are sharing this video on all your platforms, social media, whatever the case may be. And also to support um, this channel, go ahead and subscribe and ring the bell so that way you get every notification, every update. Your subscribe, your comment, your like, it is all appreciated and it is needed to really boost this movement, um, which we believe that God has definitely ordained for such a time as this. So make sure you're doing your part Um, And with that being said, God bless you all, and I'll see you on the next one.